I'm definitely well on the way to living my best life. There's still the days where I look in the mirror and the gender dysphoria kicks in and it's like, oh, I hate that part of myself or, oh, this, you know, this, that and the other. But no, since I've started the transition, my whole life has sort of almost gone from grey scale to technicolour. Everything's so much more vivid and things make sense and I've I feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin, which is something I never had before. I always felt a bit foreign in my own body and like it didn't really fit and I wasn't happy with so much of it. But yeah, slowly becoming a lot happier with who I am. and I'm a bi-plus non-binary queer person living on Bangarang country, working with Lion Wangaratta. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Bangarang lands of the Yorta Yorta Nation, and pay my respects to elders past and present. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. This episode you're about to hear is with Claire, who uses she-they pronouns and lives in Wankaratta on Bangarang land in northeast Victoria. Originally from a small town near Ballarat, Claire shares her experiences of coming out transitioning and living in regional Victoria. I'm Claire, formerly Glenn. I'm an oral health therapist um, up here in Wangaratta. Just started my transition, well, medical transition a couple of months ago, um, but sort of, yeah, started the journey about a year ago now. First of all, are you from Wangaratta? No, I'm originally from down near um, Ballarat. Um, I moved up here for the job. Um, been living up here for about seven years now. And yeah, my now wife has followed me up from Ballarat. And, yeah. And, and how do you like Wangaratta? I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a fantastic place to be and we're really close to most things that we enjoy up he- around here. A um, little far from friends and friends and family, but... So a year ago you started your journey? Yeah, that's when I sort of... Well, that's when I really came to the realisation that I am trans and started to accept that within myself. Um, looking back on it, though, there was so, so, so many signs that, yeah, like I was trans, but just sort of never really counted it as... A possibility, like, wasn't something I knew was possible, was a thing. Why is that, do you think? Um, Grew up in a very small country town um, outside of Ballarat, a place no one's ever heard of, um, Trawalla. Yeah, a little farming community in the middle of nowhere. And, yeah, growing up, it was just sort of all white, cis, straight, that was pretty much all there was. It was very rare to even have someone that identified as, as gay or lesbian. It was, And when it was growing up in the early 90s, it was a bit taboo. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't really something that was 
talked about growing up um, became a lot more common going through high school and then by the time I hit university that's when eyes started to open to all sorts of possibilities but yeah it wasn't until yeah within the last four years I think is when it became like really known to me and started to really question is is that me Mm. did you have moral support or people around you who you could confide in and talk about this you know like questioning um well particularly over the last four to five years um my wife has been my number one supporter and been always there every step of the way and helped me with so many different aspects of it and she was sort of the one that actually said that hang on these these things ABC might not just be you know a kink or they might not just be a bit of a personality tweak there might be something more to this and she um, encouraged me to go um, talk to my GP and that led to the psychologist which led to the actual sort of yeah Mm. were those positive experiences going to your GP and psychologist um the GP up around here had no real idea about anything so they just said okay well that's fantastic you feel that way and I don't know anything about this but I will like they did a bit of um research themselves and they came back and said okay well this is sort of the pathway we might go down we'll send you down to this psychologist um down in Melbourne um and we'll sort of go from there Mm. and you felt that was a really supported pathway yeah it it was was a positive yeah I found it overall quite positive like the the lack of knowledge on their behalf was somewhat expected like I can't imagine it would be something that comes through their office every day um but yeah hopefully with more experience and training coming through maybe that'll change in the future living your best life now? I'm definitely well on the way to living my best life. There's still the days where I look in the mirror and the gender dysphoria kicks in and it's like, oh, I hate that part of myself or, oh, this, you know, this, that and the other. But no, since I've started the transition, um, yeah, my whole life has sort of almost gone from grayscale to technicolour. Like, yeah, it's just so everything's so much more vivid and things make sense and I've, I feel a lot more comfortable in my own skin, um, which is something I never had before. I always felt a bit foreign in my own body and, like, it didn't really fit and I wasn't happy with so much of it. But, yeah, slowly becoming a lot happier with who I am. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and being in Wangaratta, I guess a regional town, have you had any pushback, resistance from the wider community or any negative? My own personal journey, I've had absolutely none whatsoever. I've been incredibly lucky on that front. Um, 
my work environment's been incredibly supportive. Um, yeah, everyone who's come up to me is just, yeah, been fantastic. My family's been amazing. Um, even ones I didn't quite expect, <laughs> um, ended up being, yeah, just super supportive and yeah, just say that, yeah, they love me regardless of what I decide to do and that they're going to love me no matter what and there to support me. Yeah, well, that's that's really good to hear. And with this self-portrait class, yeah. would you like to share what you're working on? Yeah. So I'm working on, yeah, my self-portrait. Um, I'm going for a mixed media. Um, so the left-hand side of the portrait itself is um, black and white sketching of... Um, based off a photo of me pre-transition, pre-questioning, all that sort of stuff. And then the other half, the right-hand side, is um, acrylic paint, and it's all very vivid colours, bright, um, and it's um, based off a photo that I've tweaked through various filters and whatnot to bring about more femininity and um, sort of... Not quite an end goal, but sort of a, a hypothetical end point, yeah. Mm. And then go, eventually going to get the background done in some collage and some um, bits and pieces like that, yeah. Mm. How has Lion Wangaratta, what role has that played in your life recently? Um, well, it's been a very recent discovery. Um, I found them just before Christmas. They had a pop-up stall down the main street of Wangaratta, um, sort of introducing themselves and who they are, what they were doing. And it sort of lined up really well with the timing of me coming to groups with things and starting to be a bit more outwardly um, presenting as feminine. Um, so, yeah, I decided to get in touch, go up and have a chat with them. Um, and they said, oh, we've got this self-portrait thing happening. Um, would you like to come along and can do this and chat? And here I am. I decided to come along and it has been absolutely fantastic connecting with like-minded individuals and people who are, yeah, part of this really bright, vivid community. It's been absolutely wonderful. Mm. And yeah, really looking forward to seeing, um, future events and future bits and pieces they do. Mm. What does pride mean to you? That's a really good one. Um, to me, pride is being happy with who you are, no matter what is going on inside your head, on outside your body, um, just and being a part of the vivid technicolour that is the community, just... It's being supportive and being caring and just helping others on their journey as well. Um, providing help wherever you can. It's just been, yeah, that's the sort of experience I've had in pride and that's what I associate it with. And what is your superpower? Is my, is my superpower... Hmm. A lot of people say that I'm very caring and kind and considerate, all those lovely words there. Um, and yeah, I think that's quite apt. Um, although if I was to have an actual superpower, <laughs> it'd 
well, probably on the same veins. It would be to be able to heal people and just yeah, be able to help just by thinking about it or reaching out and lending that helping hand and healing them. Thank you so much. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fair of Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout the series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pridefinder, the Rainbow Road Trip, was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen and the Pride Finder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA plus Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest and reflect the language, thoughts, history and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian State Government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes. 